Welcome to the Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus. Our world is full of incomplete solutions, leaving people searching for more. God's only solution for all mankind for all time is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Grow in relationship with God, your Heavenly Father, because your purpose is far greater than the day-to-day circumstances of life. Let's join Greg for the Solution Radio Show as he shares from God's Word with us today. Thank you for joining me. I thought this week we'd look at being strong in God's grace through wisdom in Christ. When I woke up this morning, as I normally do, I made a pot of coffee and then I went to the living room to pray and to read God's Word. It's always a joy to read God's Word and to think on the wonderful truths that are written to us in the church epistles of the New Testament. This morning, my eyes were directed to 2 Timothy, where I read in chapter 2, verse 1, that we are to be strong in the grace that is found in Christ Jesus. Then I thought, well, what is it to be strong in grace? Surely, if God has asked us to be strong in the grace that is found in Christ Jesus, he would show us how we're to be strong in that grace. And then after having read the Bible for a bit, I began to read another book that I picked up. It's called Unqualified by Stephen Furtick, of which I'm about halfway through. Really, really an excellent book. My son was the one who recommended that I take a look at it and read it a couple weeks ago. And it's an excellent book on finding and knowing our identity in Christ. The part I was reading this morning revolved around trusting God and to to know that he will give us what we need when we need it. It related the story from 1 Kings chapter 3 when God talked with Solomon. Uh, Solomon was one of the great kings of Israel. And it's the record where God asked Solomon what he wanted. And Solomon replied that he wanted wisdom. He didn't ask for riches or a long life or comfort. He asked for wisdom so that he could properly rule and make decisions That would affect God's people, Israel. It so pleased God that Solomon asked for wisdom. God's reply was that Solomon would have all the wisdom that he needed. And not only that, God would heap upon Solomon riches upon riches. And Solomon would also have great influence and great power in the world. Now, how does asking God for wisdom relate to being strong in God's grace? I think we'll see this here as we look at some scripture verses uh, in the New Testament and in the church epistles. And Colossians chapter 1, verse 25 is where I'd like to begin. Uh, Paul speaking here says, I am made a minister according to the administration of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God or to fully preach the word of God. Verse 26, even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations but now is made known to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. This is in verse 27. The riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. What is the mystery that God had hid in himself since the beginning? The mystery is that both Judean and Gentile, all the people of the nations of the world, would have access to the one true God through Jesus Christ. Eternal life became available, and in that life, a father-child relationship with the creator of the heavens and the earth. 
that is part of the revelation given to the Apostle Paul and recorded in the church epistles of the New Testament. And there in verse 27, it tells us the riches of the glory of that mystery that all people could have access to God through Jesus Christ. The riches of it is that it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ, Christ in you, the Spirit of God, that is our future hope of glory. At the return of Jesus Christ, you will absolutely experientially know the glory that Christ has at the right hand of God. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 2, it says that when he appears, we shall be like him and we shall absolutely see him as he is. In Ephesians chapter 2, it, it tells us of our seating in Christ in the heavenlies. Christ is the head of the body. We are the church of that body. Where the head is, so is the church, the body. That is what Paul came to preach and to make known. Still here in Colossians chapter 1, verse 28, Whom we preach, which is Christ, instructing every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man mature in Christ Jesus. Whereunto I also labor. What is this labor? The preaching, the instructing, the teaching. He says here, whereunto I also labor, striving according to God's working, which works within me mightily. You see, Paul labored according to God's direction, as the Spirit of God worked mightily within him. This verse reminds me of Philippians 2.13, one of my most uh, favorite verses, one that I go back to time and time again. For it is God which works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And then let's sort of tie into that Philippians 2.13 with Ephesians 2.10. For you are his workmanship, or his masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before prepared that you should walk in those good works. What are the good works that God has prepared for you to do? The good works are those that the Spirit of God works within you to do. For the Apostle Paul, it was preaching Christ, instructing and teaching. For you, it will be what God has called you to do within your sphere of influence and within your function within the body of Christ. These good works here, they have absolutely nothing to do with salvation. Our salvation is by way of the good and completed work of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the one that earned our salvation. Our salvation is by grace, God's divine favor. Our salvation is found in believing that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead and then confessing Jesus as Lord, as it says in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. To partially answer our, our earlier question of how are we to be strong in God's grace, which is believe God regarding salvation through the perfectly complete work of Christ. Then, after salvation, after you're born again of God's Spirit, then we live obediently to do the works that God has prepared for you as his spirit works within you to willing to do of his good pleasure. What might some of those works be? Well, John chapter 14, verse 12 in the Gospels gives us some, of, some idea. Here Jesus Christ stated in John 14, 12, I say unto you, he that believes on me, 
The works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Well, what kind of works did Jesus Christ do? He turned men and women from darkness to light, from lies to truth. He brought comfort and peace. He brought salvation to those who were perishing. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He did only that which his Father showed him to do. What a life. <laughs> That's the life that you've been called to in Christ. And that verse is so remarkable because it also says, and greater works. What could possibly be a greater work than the work that Jesus Christ did while here upon earth? Well, it surely would have to be the works of Philippians 2.13 and Ephesians 2.10, those which God has prepared specifically for you to do as his spirit works within you to will and to do of his good pleasure. And tied into those greater works are the manifestations of Holy Spirit. Those are listed in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 and 10, and, and they're available to every believer, every saint of God. And they would include the revelation manifestations, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, healings, miracles, believing, uh, prophecy, discerning of spirits, speaking in tongues, and interpretation. The operation of the manifestations of Holy Spirit as outlined in Corinthians have not ended. They are available for all of God's people. What a life. What a calling. You know, there's no such thing as an average, boring day. We're able to live the life that our Heavenly Father has called us to, and that is to be strong in the grace that is found in Christ Jesus. Sometimes I almost think it takes, takes us a lifetime to realize that my value, my worth, your value, your worth, is not because of how good or how bad you are. It's because of what God has done for you through Jesus Christ. None of us could approach God of our own ability. It's an impossibility. That's why we needed Jesus Christ. He's a complete Savior. Now let's continue reading here in Colossians. Uh, I think we left off at the end of verse, uh, end of chapter 1. Uh, chapter 2, verse 1 says, For I would that ye knew what great care I have for you, and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, verse 2, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, and of the Father, and of Christ. Verse 3, in whom, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Where does it say all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hid? They are hid in the knowledge of the mystery of God concerning Christ. The all truth that Jesus Christ spoke of in the Gospels is now revealed in the church epistles of the New Testament. What a joy, what a privilege we have to be God's children in this day and time, the greatest time in the history of mankind to be alive. Why? Because we have eternal life, we have a relationship with the creator of the heavens and the earth, we have Christ in us, the hope of glory. We'll return right after these messages. Please visit our website, thesolutionradioshow.com.
This is the Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, exploring God's solution for all mankind, for all time, Jesus Christ. Before the break, we read Colossians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. I'd like to reread verse 3. Actually, let's start at verse 2. That their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God. Remember the mystery of God we read earlier is that both the Judean and the Gentiles, the nations of the world, would have access to the one true God because of the great accomplished work of Jesus Christ. So that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Where are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge hid? They are hid in the knowledge of the mystery of God concerning Christ. Jesus Christ spoke of the all truth in the Gospels. That all truth is now revealed in the church epistles of the New Testament. Part of the all truth is Christ's substitution in his death for you. Your righteousness and your completeness in Christ. Part of it is that all who freely desire to come to God are welcome at his throne of grace. Those that believe are members of the body of Christ. That's part of the all truth. Part of it is that you are seated in the heavenlies at God's right hand. And also at the return of Jesus Christ, you will be gathered together with him and meet him in the air and the eternal life that we have. And until the Lord returns, you have the privilege to do the same works as he did and greater works. Just as God answered Solomon's prayer for wisdom, so too God has freely given us wisdom, and his wisdom is found in Christ. We find our true identity in Christ. Christ is found in God's word. That's where we learn about who we are in Christ. And you know, the pinnacle, the pinnacle, the height of all that God has done for us through Christ, it is found in Ephesians. Every time I read Ephesians, I just rejoice at God's goodness and his love and all that he's done for us. Let's read a few verses out of chapter 1. Let's begin in verse 3 of Ephesians chapter 1. It says here, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Literally, it's saying highest of praise to God our Father, who has blessed you with every spiritual blessing available and the location of those blessings in heavenly places in Christ. How could any of us ever think that God has done little or nothing for us? He has done all that's possible. He has blessed you in Christ. Remember, all the treasures of wisdom are found in Christ. Let's get to know Christ in order to know our blessings that are found in heavenly places. With those blessings come privileges and responsibilities. Number one, to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Don't falter. Don't get discouraged. Don't get downhearted because of the circumstances you at times might find yourselves in. 
You know, I understand the circumstances of life are real. They're very real. We live in them. We have to deal with health issues, finance issues, relationship issues, self-defeating thoughts that are contrary to who we are in Christ. I understand all of that. None of us is the Lone Ranger. We live in a fallen world. And really the only way up and out of the fallen world is through Christ. And to live above the circumstances of life, we need to bring our thinking to thoughts above. To know the Christ within, we're to put on the thoughts of Christ. To know the thoughts of Christ, we read God's word. I think it's in Philippians somewhere where it says to put on the mind of Christ. And that's in Philippians chapter 2. I'm not sure of the exact verse. Let your mind and your heart marinate in the thoughts of Christ. Be strong in the grace that is found in Christ Jesus. Verse 4, uh, here in Ephesians 1, According as he, God, has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. When the Father looks at you, he sees Christ. Jesus Christ paid the total penalty for the sin nature handed down by Adam in the garden and also for the fruit of that nature, the sins that people commit. Sin is not what keeps people from God. It's the rejection of the Savior from sin, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, he gave his life for everybody. Everybody, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's John chapter 3, verse 16. But only those that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ receive the great benefit of his substitution and the righteousness that is freely given, which results in eternal life. Men always want to compare themselves one against another. What are they comparing? The sin nature which results in death? How ridiculous. If you're dead, you're dead. There is no degree of death. Those without Christ are perishing. Those with Christ have eternal life. Let's get the focus off the sin nature. We all inherited that in our first birth. Let's get our focus off of that and the fruit of that nature, which is sins, and let's place our focus on Christ. Let's put our focus on God and his love. Continuing here in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5. God, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the Beloved. You're accepted. You are accepted in the beloved. God is the one who has made you accepted. God did it. Every human being wants to be accepted, accepted by someone or by some group. Without knowing Christ, we try to find our acceptance in our identity in the world. Maybe it's through our income or through our job or the zip code we live in or our physical attributes or all of our head knowledge. All of it, all of it, all those things are unstable. They fluctuate and they weaken over time. Sometimes it's almost like some of us are, <laughs> I hate to say it, but still in high school trying to put on an air a false front in order to be, to be accepted by another or to be accepted by a group. 
And it's just using the spoiled fruit of the sin nature to try and impress another. Know your identity in Christ. God has accepted you. What greater acceptance could you, you ever want? There, there is no longer anyone to impress, nor is there a need to. Your acceptance is an eternal approval in Christ. God has given us eternal life. What confidence, what joy, what boldness, what love you can live with in this world when you know God's love for you and that you've been accepted in the beloved. Continuing here in Ephesians 1, verse 7, in whom, in Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he has abounded toward us in all wisdom and good sense, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. It was God's good pleasure. And God is the one who purposed all this. He's the one that thought it all through. He's the one that did all the work. What did we do to gain our own redemption? Nothing. (laughs) It's through the, the blood of Jesus Christ. What did we do to receive forgiveness of sins? God forgave us before we were even born because he saw us in Christ and our salvation was complete in Christ when Christ lived his life perfectly, died on the cross. God raised him from the dead. He ascended into heaven, the giving of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. God did everything. He's the one that has fully given us his heart, his love. And now we have the great and awesome privilege. Once you have that, once I have that, to make it known to others. Verse 10 in Ephesians 1, that in the administration of the fullness of times, The fullness of times he, God, might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. The fullness of times is still future. One of these days, God is going to send the Lord Jesus Christ. Our Heavenly Father is going to send the Lord Jesus Christ to gather together those who have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 11, we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of God who works all things after the counsel of his own will. Wow, (laughs) what a tremendous life we have. And we are to be to the praise of his glory, it says in verse 12, who first trusted in Christ. God has given us the down payment, it says in verse 14, of our inheritance until the full redemption of the purchased possession. You are that purchased possession. The full redemption takes place in the fullness of times when God sends his Son back to gather us together. Be strong in God's grace by finding the treasures of wisdom in Christ. Today, prepare your heart to receive all that the Father has in store for you through Christ by believing God's word. God bless you. The Solution Radio Show archives are available at thesolutionradioshow.com, along with resources to encourage and help you in your walk with God. The Solution Radio Show is supported by listeners like you. Make a donation today to join in sustaining God's work at thesolutionradioshow.com. 
You've been listening to The Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, and we thank you for joining us today. God bless you. You are God's very best.